Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's Friday, July 9th, and we are here to take the mystery out of your financial life. If you've got a question, give us a shout. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. That's our email address. And if you're on our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact button. Don't forget to tell us if you'd like to join us on the air live. That would be so much fun. Get to hear Mark's voice. It's all good. Let's go out and talk to Monica from Brooklyn. Well, I just wanted to say that I'm a huge fan, first of all, and thanks for every all these podcasts. Last year, I took on understanding of my current and future financial situation to get more in charge of it. And along the way, I discovered your podcast. So I've been on all your episodes, and they've been instrumental in uh, getting a better hold of you know where I am. But what I really wanted to find out um, is, how to maximize my earning potential in my investment portfolio. So I'm 36 years old, uh, currently contributing maximum to for my 401k. Um, I have a good amount in savings. Um, also, I, last year I started investing directly in certain in specific stocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out what are my best options at this point outside of the retirement account. Okay. Is, is for someone in my position to get more return of the money I have saved. So either to be able to invest in another real estate or to possibly retire early. Mm. Look at you. You're 36 and you're talking about early retirement. Yeah. Who says <laughs> that Gen X is behind in retirement? So, Monica, yeah. how much do you earn? I earn around 120. Uh, I can take you through my finances. Mm-hmm. So I have around 150 in my 401k. Uh huh. Um, I have around another 10,000 in additional IRA. Um, I have some company stocks 
that I buy a, a discount, so that's around seven thousand. And then I have in my savings, I have hundred and fifty thousand. What? Wait a minute, just plain old savings account? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, you're getting like five thousand gold stars right now. And <laughs> how much money in the little stock account? Sixty thousand. 63,000 and the stocks that I'm picking uh, individually. Oh my God, you're unbelievable. You're fantastic. Do you own or rent? I own um, two family houses in Brooklyn mm-hmm. that I purchased in 2008 when the, oh. when the prices went down. Yeah, so I'm currently renting it out completely and I actually I moved back with my parents a little bit to just like kind of you know, um, wait a minute, get, wait a minute. <laughs> Stand by. I love this. So you bought a house in 2008 at the bottom. Um, yes. How much did you pay for it? Uh, Six ninety. And what do you think it's worth now? Uh, one, 1.2. Oh, my gosh. It's fantastic. And what kind of mortgage do you have on it? Uh, I have around 3400 That includes insurance and um, taxes. Okay, what the outstanding balance? Do you know how much that is? Um, maybe four, four sixty. Okay, four fifty. Okay, you're not making any extra payments on that, are you? I do. I am making one extra payment a year. Okay. Usually, when I get my tax refund, um, I usually put one of uh, that towards at least one extra payment. Okay. What What's the interest rate on that? It's got to be a fairly low mortgage. Yeah, it's uh, three point seven five. You don't need to be paying down a 3.75% loan at this point. I just don't think that's necessary. So the rent that comes in from now, it's two families. So what is what is the rent that is being generated from this house? The net I get from that is around 2300 Is 2300 The net after you pay for all of your expenses. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why you're saving so much money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That You are if I may date myself, the Leona Helmsley of the modern age Brooklyn. Um, so you're collecting all this rent, you're you're banking it, and you're leeching off your parents, which is nice. You like your parents, obviously. You're staying there. How long can that situation last, though? I mean, you're 36. What happens if, like, you hook up with somebody and you want to have privacy? Yeah. Um, I've been in and out of their house for years, so my parents are pretty open. I'm thinking for another year, probably, maybe... Six months. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I moved in uh, with them, as I said, I wanted to kind of, you know, g- try to get ahead a little bit because I had the opportunity to do that because I had really good tenants. So I don't think you're I'm getting thinking- you're get. I mean, let me just say that you are amazing. You're absolutely amazing. This is a fantastic situation. Do you want to keep the two family house as a rental and buy something else? Is that sort of what's cooking around in your brain? Yes. But the real estate nowadays is just impossible. I mean, I've been looking, but it's just I, the numbers never work out. Yeah. The way, so I would ideally, I would love to have this uh, this house generate income and then get something uh, just for myself. But I don't. I just don't see that working out. And with the prices of the houses and how much I would have to pay mortgage, just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, I especially, especially at, since you already own yeah. something and yeah. you would be happy living in one one side of the house? Yeah. Okay. I, if the worst case scenario, I'll probably move into one of the apartments, but that would mean that my income would probably at least went down by half, if not two thirds. All right, but big deal. I mean, you got a chunk of money, so you're in great shape. So the money that you have in savings, that 150 grand, why is that sitting in cash at this point? Just because you don't know what to do with it? 
Yes, basically. I started investing, like I said, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started picking some of the stocks that I started reading about and following. And, you know, and they've been doing pretty well. Yeah. But I don't want to, you know, I'm a f- I'm pretty risk. I mean, tolerant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm. I don't. I don't really mind that that much. But the issue is that you know, I always know that I have to have certain amount of savings. Mm-hmm. And listening to your podcast, I think probably around fifty or you know, sixty thousand would be sufficient mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just finding the best. If it's not real estate, which doesn't seem like it's going to be in the next couple of years, yeah. looking at the market. What else can I do so it's you know so I get that benefit? I think the next level for you is that now that you're maxing out your 401k, and I'm going to leave the stock investing aside for a second. I think that maybe it would be interesting for you to use this savings account to become what I would call a supplemental retirement account. And what you would do is you would kind of challenge yourself and say, hey, what would happen if, you know, I left my stock account alone, I used this supplemental, you know, general investment slash retirement account to see what it's like to be an index investor. You know, maybe what you would do is you would say, I don't need to be as risky right now with that money. You know, since I've got a bunch of stock money in stocks already, maybe I would just pick four or five different index funds, create a diversified portfolio, a nice asset allocation plan, and maybe have some stocks, you know, U.S., international, some bonds, um, you know, maybe have a little commodities exposure and do that. With index funds, you can take the money out at any point. Any time. Any time. There's nothing that you're not committing to anything. What you are essentially saying is, I'm going to invest. I can, and you can, again, you can find an index fund anywhere. You can use a robo advisor, but you are trying to drive down the cost of investing. So you're trying to say, I want to keep my investing costs to under, say, let's say a quarter of a percent a year, you know, and that's it. And then you can pick your own allocation. You can say how risky you want to be, how much in stock index funds, how much is in bond index funds. You can really start to check that out. In your case specifically, because you have so much income, right, because you have this money that's coming in from the rental, I know it's going to be reduced, but you also have good income. You may want to be just aware that index funds, because it's outside of a retirement account, that it's a more efficient way for you to invest because they're not turning over all the time. It's a fixed basket of, of assets that you're buying. That's what I would say that, you know, you're ready to jump into the next rung of retirement savings, which is a supplemental account. The stock investing, look, I'm not an individual stock picker. I'm really not. I'm a believer in index funds. You know, if you want to keep fooling around with the stock stuff and you like that, that's cool. I wouldn't put a lot more money in there. I think that's just fine the way it is. If you've got some good gains or if you've got some losses, be sure to manage that efficiently just in terms of your tax liability. I think that you're in fantastic shape. I really do. I don't I don't think you need to do a lot more. I think you just have to, you know, stick with your plan. Okay, perfect. You All say- right, that's yeah. So that's what I was I was wondering about if I should go also into the try to get uh, some sort of advisor or an index funds were also on my list of possibilities. So that's that's really great. If you need financial advice and you want to go talk to a certified financial planner because something's going on in your life or you're contemplating the sale or, you know, you're getting married or you're, you know, all, some life event is occurring, then sure, I think that it's worth going. But for just 
plain old asset allocation to put a plan together like that, I think that you're in very good shape. It's a commodity, essentially. You can get that really cheap, either through an index fund or through a robo-advisor, either way. Well, thanks to Monica for joining us. And if you, too, would like to get on the air, all you need to do is send us your questions. Just say, I want to come on the air with you guys. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We are distributed by Cadence 13. Do something nice for someone else today and carry us with you with a little bit of a mantra, the Jill on Money mantra of 2021, grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.